Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Matt Q, and this is the Autosport Podcast. And that's a wrap on pre-season testing ahead of the 2022 Formula One campaign. Three days in Barcelona, three more here in Bahrain, all for teams to gain an early understanding of the new era and their ground effect challenges. And this time next week, uh, we'll see them roll out for practice for the Bahrain Grand Prix. But is it Red Bull and their updated side pods that head into the race weekend happiest of all? That arrives after Max Verstappen ended testing with the fastest time of the week as he delivered a 1 minute 31.720 with just 8 minutes to go to lead Ferrari's Charles Leclerc by 7 tenths of a second. To join me, Matt Q in Bahrain to summarise the day, the second test and indeed to consider the possible pecking order, I'm joined by my esteemed colleague Luke Smith. First off Luke, we went trackside together on day one here in Bahrain which uh, amid your relentless sort of new cycling, smashing out stories for autosport.com, that's been your best chance to sort of see the new breed of cars up closely so so what were what were your impressions it has been yeah i got trackside for a bit in barcelona as well and uh, yeah it's just i mean they just look really cool like they, it's a good formula this year i think it is there i'm really really impressed and happy with how they're looking but yeah it was, it was interesting so we went down to uh sort of that turn nine ten section which is obviously one of the most difficult uh, my only experience is on the formula one 
video game, but even on there, it's quite tricky. But a lot of drivers have been struggling there through the week, and I think that's a good point where you can really see how stable and how the balance is with those cars. And the Mercedes, it didn't, as we're going to get onto, I'm sure it didn't look happy going through that section. Lewis Hamilton, who was running when we went trackside, he was, uh, yeah, having a lot of issues, uh, locking up quite a bit. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, he was having a, a few uh, tricky moments there as well. The Ferrari was looking. Uh, pretty good but a bit better same with the the red bull as well and uh, yeah then we went down to uh turn one as well so we we're able to sort of see how the cars were porpoising as they uh, were going at that high speed and uh yeah again like you can you can see some of the cars i mean again the mercedes like it, it's been a sort of a running thing really through through this week that the porpoising has been such an issue for them um but yeah it was great to go trackside i must say and it's just a really good chance to see them up close in the flesh uh, i know you and alex managed to get uh, out there quite a bit more and obviously you guys are, are tasked with uh, that uh you're tricking tricky challenger saying who's who's good and who's not right now uh well yeah I, i'm uh, sticking to the news mainly and uh, just relaying what the drivers might be saying but uh no it was a really cool opportunity mega well let's uh, let's look at the top three i suppose that's uh, that's a headline isn't it you take the times from testing it's yeah. yeah as i say max verstappen on that 131.7 and that was on a c5 so what you'd expect to be the soft or it is the softest pirelli and therefore the quickest seven tenths faster than leclerc on a c4 another three tenths back uh, only to alonso in third for alpine as uh, george russell ended up fourth in the mercedes so fundamentally, with Max Verstappen on top, is that Red Bull coming out of the block saying, you know, with our glory run in the final 20 minutes of testing, we are fastest, we've smashed this new rule set. Is it that simple, Luke? No, I mean, it never is, is it? But I think there was a little air of celebration in the Red Bull garage when Verstappen put in their lap time. And you might say it's only testing, but I think for them to be that confident this early on, that's a really good sign for them because Ferrari has always been the team that Red Bull and Mercedes have been talking up, saying, oh, they've had more aero testing time, they've, they've did their development much longer so therefore they've got a better chance this year but uh, yeah for Red Bull I mean obviously they were in that season long fight with Mercedes last year and they had to develop that car a lot and to have come out this strongly I think is a really really good sign and yeah there's all the usual caveats of oh well did he lift didn't he but I mean it looked like a pretty pretty mega lap from from Max I must say he really was pushing hard so I think it is a, a very encouraging sign for Red Bull and they've not really come away from this test at any point talking themselves down which I think that's always a good sign like you'll always be like oh, we'll see where things are but at no point like Mercedes have have they gone oh we can't fight for wins or anything like that so uh, yeah it's been really really interesting I think Red Bull are pretty happy with where things are and I think that come the opening race I'd be really surprised if yeah we didn't see Max again towards the top of the timesheets if not emulating his P1 uh, from today like you say he was pushing uh, so much so that about five minutes before that that good run he, uh, he spun out the final corner and, and yeah. locked up all fours uh, and uh, as you say sort of about the, the Red Bull team almost celebrating at the end it doesn't mean much but you know we, we both like football Luke and you know pre-season friendlies they don't really sort of get your juices going but it's nice to have you know if you'd rather see your team win them win them or not so it just sort of buoys you a little bit going into it mm. I think maybe we have a bit of context quickly on that Verstappen time because you know there's been a lot of talk since since these regulations were sort of revealed at Silverstone a few a few years back about how would they compare coming directly after the fastest ever breed of F1 car. So Verstappen did a 31.7, uh, and that compares to Valtteri Bottas's one minute 32, uh, which was the fastest lap of the 2021 Grand Prix here. Uh, and it was Verstappen actually who uh, did a 28.9 in testing at the track in 2021, which is almost identical to his pole. So we're you know getting on for sort of two and a half seconds. Uh, a drift of that if like we say we believe that's Verstappen <laughs> flat out in a Red Bull on low fuel which I don't think either of mm. us do 
Shall we move on to Ferrari, which is, uh, you know, not second on the leaderboard, if you like, in terms of times, but it's the one that everyone else seems to be talking, talking up, the one they seem to be most impressed by. And as you said, Luke, we know the testing caveats, how hard it is to predict, but how much should we sort of read into the reaction from the rest of the paddock on this one? I think that's the really telling part because we've, as I mentioned, Ferrari have always been talked up going into testing and then you kind of expect to see what happens on track and obviously that will give you more answers. And I think that the fact that even now everyone is saying Ferrari look really, really good, I think that's a really encouraging sign. And again, it's the idea of that if you talk yourself down, then that's when it's like, oh, there's sort of something going on there. And Ferrari at no point have ever really done that. Everyone seemed quite relaxed. Uh, Charles Leclerc, he said this has probably been one of the smoothest pre-seasons he's had in F1, which is, again, a really encouraging sign. I mean, 2019 Ferrari were, were strong. He nearly won his, uh, what, his uh, second or third race for the team here in Bahrain. Um, and then uh, in 2020, obviously that was when everything was coming to light in terms of the, the engine and how down on performance that was. And last year was obviously so difficult because the team was still recovering from that. So to have gone through this test pretty smoothly, no major issues, the pace always has been pretty strong. And uh, yeah, to end up P2 overall on the final day, I mean, that's a, a good, good showing. And I think that, again, as you said, you can take something from what others are saying and everyone is talking up Ferrari, Max is, Lewis is. Uh, and I just think that's, that's fascinating. So... I'm not going to do the, the Rio Ferdinand and say, Ferrari are back, put the contract down on the table, get him to sign it. They did have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because we know how that ended. But both yeah, red. Both, both red. red. This is true. Both red. Both both really good in the, the early 2000s. Wow. Maybe it is. But I, I don't know. It's, um, yeah. But I think that if you are trying to buy a ticket for the Ferrari hype train, I would say, yeah, maybe go and get one of those because it is looking pretty encouraging. You say that, but... You know, it's very early days. Is it is it sustainable? And I say that because we've arrived in Bahrain with Mercedes sort of blowing everyone away with their new side pod design. You know, I've likened to a, a cuttlefish. We've had, I enjoyed we've, that. <laughs> we were. I'll tell our story. We, we were trackside um, on the on the Monday, and um, yeah, Q said, "Oh, it's like a cuttlefish." I was like, "What?" And he said, "Well, have you ever seen a cuttlefish swimming?" And I was like, "No." So I, I YouTubed it, and it is kind of the the way it sort of like shapes and it sort of like tapers out. It was like a cuttlefish. So we've had that and porpoising. So we're we're doing well for our marine wildlife, I think. Especially Especially as uh, on day one of testing, when we were trackside, they were like sort of testing the big trackside screens and showing an aquarium for some random reason. This is reason. true, yeah, which the, maybe it was on the brain view, I don't know. Absolutely but. aquatic theme. But what I wanted to continue, and we've had on the final day of testing, Red Bull bringing new side pods. You know, Ferrari have entered that race, if you like, with their dramatic bathtubs. But is there anything to be seen that they haven't bought a development package this early on? Or do you take confidence that six days of running that car, they they know what makes it tick almost I think that's what they'll look at yeah the fact is they know this car inside out and George Russell was asked that today because Mercedes brought these new side pods to this test and he was asked well is the fact that you've kind of tested two very different designs one week and then the other you've got less time and he said well no it's like the same car fundamentally and we'll get on to Mercedes obviously but yeah Ferrari they um I, the fact is they said no we're not going to bring any big updates between the two tests and little bits here and there but we just want to get a real good understanding of our package and what we have and again like I think they're pretty confident and comfortable with what they've got. So they should get into the first race, not saying, well, we've not quite got to the bottom of it yet. They know exactly what's going on. And I think that's a really encouraging sign for them. And I, one thing I did know on the, I think it was the first day here, there was a press conference with uh, Mattia Bonotto and Toto Wolff. And Mattia was asked sort of about Mercedes and the side pods and everything. And Mattia was like, yeah, Mercedes has got a really good car. And I, I just thought that that was very striking. Normally you might be like, well, yeah, we'll see. But he was just very, very upbeat and very sort of quite jovial almost saying like, yeah, it's a really good car, like well done. 
one and I'm kind of thinking is he saying that because he's like I actually I know we've we're in with a shout so I'd be back fighting you guys or what but yeah it's um it's encouraging signs for Ferrari definitely bit of self-confidence there from Bonotto possibly now you know probably not since 2013 really have have we been doing a pre-season uh, sort of uh, analysis and not come to Mercedes until the third team you know we've talked about Red Bull on top we've talked about how how the Ferrari is possibly the envy of the field almost and then we've got Mercedes and it's nothing new for Hamilton Totos to talk down their prospects in pre-season testing but is there more of a case to believe that this year and I ask that because I know that you and Alex spent some time earlier in this week going asking the question have Mercedes been sandbagging What's your, what's your answer to that well, now I, I, testing? I, th- I mean that was yesterday I mean literally 24 hours ago we were sat in this very same room discussing that and now it's like um, yeah maybe maybe they're not maybe actually the final day where we thought Mercedes would take this big punch and take a step forward that never really came and the car hasn't looked very handy out there the porpoising is still really really bad it does look like a real handful still and Lewis Hamilton he was very honest about it he completed his final run of testing uh, in the morning session in the, in the press conference after that he, he talks about it and he said that we're not even in the fight for wins at the moment now that's a big a big statement to make like that really shows where they're at and George Russell he explained it maybe a bit more in depth in terms of sort of what the car um, where it's lacking and, and, and things like that and he said basically it feels like that it's not that we don't have the potential of Red Bull and Ferrari it's just we don't fully understand it yet we've not fully unlocked everything we need from the car so I think that yeah there's a big step for Mercedes to make I think the, the pace it will be in there you would imagine but again it's like as you said with Ferrari they had six days to fully understand and get to the bottom of the car and they seem pretty much like they've done that Mercedes they're going to go into FP1 next week and say well we're still working like we still need to get to the bottom of this but I will say on the flip side of that Max Verstappen so our Dutch colleagues spoke to him earlier today and there'll be a story uh, going up on Autosport tomorrow he was asked like oh Mercedes like how are they doing and he's said this always happens and he's like they always then in a week they turn up and they win and they go oh we did all this work in a week like oh aren't we amazing thanks to everyone at the factory and it was a really pointed and sarky comment but I thought it was fascinating this time though it just does feel a little bit different like I think Mercedes might be in a little bit of trouble Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It does. I, I again talk about sort of my my trackside observations, and there is so much you can do. You can put on bad tyres, put the car in a rubbish engine mode, you know, fill it to the gunnels with fuel, but you can still identify what's a sweet handling car. So there was a few times I was looking at the Red Bull, uh, particularly in Barcelona, actually, I think, oh my, Max Verstappen spun this, and actually, no, it's not. It's the rear is so planted that you can turn it in violently, and it just sort of deceives the eye. Mercedes wasn't doing that for me and, and you know we spent that time trackside where Hamilton was aborting turn 10 having to run right on sort of the you know the painted concrete side you know there's only so many times you can do that as like a ploy or whatever before you go actually maybe this car isn't isn't handling so so well yeah definitely and I think that is the issue that they've got to get to the bottom of and I know we've got some analysis on this coming up on Autosport in the coming days as to why they've got these problems but 
I think the upgrades they brought to this test, they didn't they didn't really have the desired effect that they wanted. Like George Russell said that in terms of unlocking all the performance we had, test one felt a lot better than test two. So yeah, I think that we could say at track side, I think anyone watching on TV as well, the porpoising and the bouncing, it was it was really quite severe. So I think Mercedes they they need to look at the direction they've gone in and say, Well, how do we unlock all of this potential? Because I mean, yeah, you don't go from winning eight constructors championships in a row to then having a, an absolutely horrid season but they might find themselves a step behind Ferrari and Red Bull to begin with but even that is like that's a a massive story if they are because after so much dominance for so long yeah it's a a big setback for them I think so a lot of work for them to do before next week I just want to touch on one one final thing on Mercedes and you know we we can sit here and speculate we can we can try and analyze whether you know uh, Mercedes is playing blind man's buff with their comments but I found it really interesting what Pierre Gasly had to say. So um, in, the, in the morning session, he was in the AlphaTauri and uh, uh, he, he was leading Hamilton for a while. It was obviously a deliberate effort from Hamilton to sort of sit, sit in the dirty air and see how these new cars handle because that's why we're here. They want to improve the racing, so it's about how they, how they behave in the dirty air. Hamilton got by and then Gasly returned the favour for sort of maybe three, three laps. And in that time, he, he was saying, well, I'm looking at it. I am not particularly... Not, not, not that he's not envious of that car, but he's going, you know, I'm, I'm seeing balance problems. It's, it's, not, it's not sort of, you know, a paragon of, of balance and handling. They, they do have some issues to work paragon out. Paragon so. of balance. That'd be a great <laughs> band name. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know where that came from. I plucked that, plucked that from the back of the brain. But um, yeah, but so, so other, other drivers are noticing it as well. And, and, and so, you know, obviously Mercedes will, the development will come and, and Hamilton's talked about the credentials of his team in terms of developing but yeah what you're, you're staying out here um, for the for the Bahrain Grand Prix in a couple of days time and whether they will be in contention for it is sort of a bit of a bit of a guess game at the minute certainly and that again in itself is a story because it's been so many years of the first race yet Merck are going to turn up and at least be in the fight for the win and even last year when Max and Lewis had that brilliant fight and it was like oh they're really taking the fight to Mercedes and now it's like yeah if, if we got to uh, next week and Merck are fifth and sixth on the grid would it be a huge surprise? It would be a surprise, but I wouldn't look at it and say wow that came out of nowhere because we would point to this test and go no it was legit all along so I think that, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see just what they can turn around in the next week or so because it's not much time. Normally, if you had a, a normal pre-season, you might have, say, two, three weeks between the end of testing and the first Grand Prix. It's literally seven days. So they've really got to do a lot of work in that time. So if we're saying they're not quite with Red Bull and Ferrari, should they be not necessarily looking at the shoulder, but who, who's next in line? Is it, is it McLaren? Is it AlphaTauri? Who, who are the, like, the, the midfield contenders really sort of punching this year? Well, I think McLaren is still, I was still putting there because they had a really good, strong uh, first test. I think after that test, like, I mean, George Russell saying that McLaren and Ferrari have had the best first test. So that was kind of the level they were operating at. Then for this test, yeah, that they brought some upgrades and the, the brake ducts ultimately weren't doing the job and that they had to basically manufacture some changes. The fact that we're not in Barcelona means you can't just sort it put it in a van and, and whiz it down overnight like it's a long old flight and a long way to come so uh, that meant that they couldn't really get the fix on the car until today and it was a much better test for uh, test day for them but the whole test has been yeah a bit a bit of a nightmare i would still position them probably as the fourth fastest team i think that they're still looking pretty pretty good the car looked very good in the first test and yeah i think they're probably in in that kind of region Alphatari, I mean, Pierre Gasly said, look, we've got areas to work on, but I mean, that's true for everybody. So again, I think that they can be pretty pleased with what they did. I think Williams have had a really good test as well. I'm not going to say that they're in that sort of proper midfield fight, but they may well be. It's, it's really interesting. I think that no one's had a, a properly 
no one of like the established teams had a really like, disastrous test. So I think it's uh, yeah going to be really interesting to see how it does pan out next week. And I think that you could take everyone from, say, being just about getting into Q3 to being knocked out in Q1. It could be anyone, honestly. It looks really, really close. So I just really hope that we do continue that tight spread as we, as we get into the Grand Prix weekend. Well, prepare now for a seamless, uh, seamless segue here, Luke. You talk about McLaren having difficulties because it's a long flight here. It's even longer if British Airways to lay your flight out here because of a hydraulics leak. Speaking of which, how have you rated Haas's progress this week considering they suffered from such issues? What a pro. Wow. Fantastic. And we're still waiting for our compensation BA just in case you are listening to this. Um, Haas, I mean, they can be really pleased, I think, with this week. Test one was, it wasn't good. They've completed fewer laps than any team. All the off-track stuff as well with Urukali and Mazepin after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That's been such a big thing for them to handle. But they've taken in their stride as they always do. And I think that yeah they can be they can be really pleased with this week Kevin Magnussen came in it's been an immediate lift like everyone in the team just seems a lot lighter and there's a lot of smiles and Kevin himself he just you can't stop the guy smiling like I remember him at the end of 2020 and this was a guy very ready to be done with F1 he said yeah I'm at peace like this is my F1 career over and he's back and he's got this great chance and yeah he's really bouncy which is great um and I think that Haas they can look at this as though it's been a really successful test Magnussen with his extended running finish yesterday quickest I've just had a message pop up from our colleague Alex Kalanorkas in the media centre apparently Schumacher's just gone P2 so I mean what scenes Um, and again like glory runs probably no offence to Haas but it's like yeah it's it's just funny and I think that they can be really pleased with how things have gone though so yeah well done Haas good week and I think I need a good news story after so much trouble that they faced through the Barcelona test the American team says stop the count uh, let's look at one one you get at this Q you get <laughs> that's quite an eye roll from Luke Smith there two, two a couple more teams we should sort of uh, look at briefly uh, maybe Aston and Alpine somewhere in that midfield Alfa Romeo maybe slightly more of an unknown quantity after a good start here in Bahrain after a sort of a, a pretty torrid time in Barcelona then not a good second day and a decent third day so sort of peaks and troughs yeah definitely I think Alpha is probably the hardest team to sort of say where they're at I think it's been a, a very funny one and we saw Bottas I think pop up popped up as high as fourth on the timesheets towards the end of today dropped down a bit by the end but that was like it was a good show of performance again from the team that had again a pretty bad test in Barcelona so it seems like they made a good step forward so I think that's that's a really good news Alpine again they're a team that are quite hard to place because it doesn't look particularly comfortable out there like the car does look quite a handful Fernando Alonso yesterday in the press conference he was being quite relaxed about things like he wasn't sort of saying oh this is terrible or that not that he would, I guess, but he, he's not one to sort of like totally sugarcoat things when there's, something's not right. GP2 so, engine, etc. Et exactly, yeah. So I think that it's a um, it's interesting to sort of see where Alpine might be, but I wouldn't. I would be surprised if they were sort of like on McLaren's level. Definitely, I think you'd expect them to be a step behind. Um, Aston, I mean, Aston have been pretty pretty quiet through this test, to be honest, but I mean that's no bad thing. Like they just got on with things, and it's all seemed pretty pretty smooth on their part. So that that that's a good sign. Uh, Sebastian Vettel gave a, a very good answer. Um, I believe it's to your question about the Monaco bumps and how they would feel in the car um, when uh, it's uh, obviously you have to run the car so much stiffer to get the ground effect. And he said 
yeah, you, you might need like a city tour or something. Uh, that might be a better way to see the track. And Charles Leclerc was sat next to him, a native of Monaco, and said, oh, I'll show you around. And then descended into Charles Leclerc saying, oh, yeah, you need to run the car stiffier. Stiffier? Is that a word? And then everyone started laughing when Seb explained what stiffier meant. Uh, and that was Matt Q's first contribution to an FIA press conference. I'm very proud of you, mate. <laughs> it's, a, it's a high benchmark. I mean, just look at the lineage of autosport. Alex came in and the whole world fell into a, a, into a pandemic and the Australian Grand Prix was cancelled. Motor racing stopped. I bought in... Uh, an appreciation for anatomy, I think, is, is my contribution to Formula One. And before we descend any further, I think we should wrap up the podcast there. So my thanks very much to Luke for, uh, for being a fantastic colleague all week and for joining well, me on you, the Autosport podcast. Um, and then, of course, check out all our coverage on autosport.com. So we'll have uh, ongoing analysis of the test. There'll be plenty in our plus subscriber area. And then be sure on Thursday to pick up our bumper uh, mag season preview and then come back, uh, come back to us for the Bahrain Grand Prix, which starts in a week's time. I'm off to the airport to cover the race from the comfort of home, whereas it's uh, the good hands of Luke and Alex who will be live on the ground seat. So uh, thank you very much for listening and join us again for another episode of the Autosport Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This year is your year, even if you also said that in 2022. And however you want to make a splash, Mother Nature can help you every step of the way with wool runner missiles from Allbirds. Wool runner missiles are shoes made from premium supernatural weather repellent materials. So you can jump into this year with both feet, rain or shine. The high-top runners are made from temperature-regulating, moisture-wicking merino wool, treated with durable puddle guard technology to keep you dry and comfy. And you can take confident strides with supernatural rubber treads that grip for all-conditioned traction and sugarcane-based sweet foam midsoles that put a little bounce in each step. Allbirds is constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their earth-friendly materials. So even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, make a splash without worrying about getting your feet wet with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>